0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are watching or listening to this. Thanks once again for joining us for another episode of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. This is episode number 169. We have a brand new... Is it brand new or brand new? Tom. Brand. A brand. Oh. Be brand. Brand. It's brand new. We have a brand new coupon code for you to use in order to get extra savings at the Gold Spot affiliate link in the description below. When you buy your pen stuff, just know by using the affiliate link in the description below, you are helping out the Pentertainment podcast, the Pentertainment Studios. And the, this month's or this quarter's coupon code is, drumroll, Lucy. What, Lucy, L-U-C-Y Lucy
1: Yes, because we you, you went with Garfield Which like, is your cat, so we're going with Lucy, which is one of my dogs
0: Oh, okay that I, I'm cool with that, I like that, I thought you were Naming it after the movie with Scarlett Johansson, because I know that you're a big fan Of ScarJo I guess so, you could
1: apply it to that too, sure Why not?
0: Right, right, but But it's named after The odd oinks pup Lucy, mm-hmm. coupon code Lucy. Go to the affiliate link in the description below to score yourselves extra savings on all products on the Gold Spot website. Not all, most of the products. Some brand exclusions do apply. And Tom, would you like to take the reins on the next sponsorship read? Because apparently I, I make fun what? of it too much.
1: Oh, that you. Oh, is he, really? Did
0: Bryce mention something to you? No, but somebody he else did. did. They're like, dude, he you're going to lose your sponsorships if you keep making fun oh. of them during the sponsorships. Oh, no. <laughs> but if, I'll just read shit the way it, it, it is on the screen. I'm not going right, to. Well, and I'm then gonna, I'll give I'm my gonna, opinions on it.
1: I'm going to ad-lib a little bit here. Because, I mean, we've mentioned I like this particular pen a couple of times already mm-hmm. in the sponsorship read. But you know when a pen is not just a pen? That's what the Bennu Talisman's like. The Bennu Mm. Talisman is not only a pen, it is a magnificent lucky charm. It's something that you bring with you to imbue your day with good fortune in one way or another. Whether it's good health, luck, prosperity, maybe you want to get into an amorous relationship. I don't think they've made a talisman for that yet. Like a Spanish Fly Talisman. Ideas are out there.
0: Isn't Spanish Fly a roofie?
1: It's well, I mean, it's like the I guess the more like herbal version, like an organic. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just saying, the Bennu Talisman
0: I, I'm I'm is... pretty sure that's not that's not kosher. I don't know if we should talk about <laughs> Spanish fly. I, I'm pretty sure that's okay. a roofie. I, I don't know if you know that, but when I was a kid we would call Rufi's Spanish fly. So let's well let, let's say something use, else. Okay,
1: so we'll not use we won't use the Benu Talisman to get lucky with other, you know, partners, sexual partners. Alright, right, so but we can use the Benu Talisman to write, and to write really well because it is a fantastic pen. It's got a number six size Schmidt nib. It is a beautiful pen that catches the eye and that's why I say I is because there's three different new Bennu talismans coming out, and they all have to do with eye, like chatoyens. So there's the cat's eye, there's the hawk's eye, and the last one is, I'm just looking back at my notes here, is the tiger's eye. That's right. So you have three different new styles of which are just beautiful. I mean, you could only expect this kind of stuff from Bennu with how opulent The acrylic resin is. It's shimmery, it's shiny, it's got that reflective quality, it's got bits of glitter in it. It just really is overwhelming in terms of, like, you may get yourself distracted looking at the pen while writing with it. It's that gorgeous. So, they are coming out with three new Bennu Talismans, should drop around the summer. I've been seeing some reports based on, like, maybe mid July to mid August, somewhere in that range. But they'll be available at any a fine retailer that carries Bennu products, of which, of course, Gold Spot is one of them as well. So,
0: when is it coming out?
1: It's anywhere. I I I don't know exactly when because it could be a little bit earlier. But originally, it said mid August. But I I'm hearing it could be like between mid July to mid August. So maybe in like the next month, month and a half.
0: Okay. So cool. So in that case, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and say that coupon code Lucy will apply to the Bennu talismans. So, oh, I just want to make this very clear for all our listeners and viewers that the Pendertainment Podcast, any members of the Pendertainment Podcast associated with indirectly or directly, do not condone or in any way, shape, or form encourage the use of illicit substances to help you get laid including I, 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 I would
1: agree with that statement as well right Don't Inc-
0: including that. including spanish fly if that mm-hmm. is in fact what a roofie is called including roofies including anything any intoxicant that can take away a person's ability to consent and tom maybe i should just do the reads from now on yeah maybe so, maybe you should yeah, I'll, I'll just i'll just do it i'll just do it from now on but okay so anyway <laughs> we're really excited to be here for episode number 169 if i knew any better i'd be like cut let's just redo this whole thing but i'm not (laughs) going to because i like authenticity and mistakes are part of authenticity so thanks for joining us for episode number 169 but before we get started with the episode i want to give you guys a quick disclaimer this podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words both from tom and i mostly from me so before you have been warned now on to the podcast the The pen boy roy Roy entertainment Entertainment podcast Podcast. stage 7 friend of mine has received from the Schaefer brand okay so let me give you some backstory okay Okay. so a friend of mine he bought a vintage Schaefer pen and the Schaefer pen keeps bleeding ink all over the page Uh, I can't remember which Schaefer pen I hope it says here in the the email but Schaefer responded Dear so-and-so, thank you for contacting us. After careful evaluation – wait, before I get into that, he sent the pen to Schaefer and he wanted them to fix it. Okay. right? He's willing to pay. It doesn't ma- matter what it is. But he wanted them to repair his vintage pen. So anyway. Right. Dear John, thank you for contacting us. After careful evaluation by our technician, I am sorry to inform you that we are unable to repair the pen. Our technicians found out that it is not a normal leaking. It is not a normal leaking. The piercer is broken and this model has been discontinued for many years now and unfortunately we have exhausted some replacement parts to service this older model. As a result, we will be returning to we will be returning it to you unrepaired. Our sincerely wow. apologies. That's what it says. Our sincerely apologies. Okay. However, in order to help you repair your existing product, I have attached a list of valued pen specialists and vendors that restore older writing instruments. We do believe one of these specialists may be able to assist you. Thank you for your understanding, and I remain at your disposal for any further information. If I can be of a- further assistance, please reply to this email directly. Thank you, Bruce. Writing Instruments Customer Service. Uh, it's actually not a Schaefer. It's a Waterman. Excuse me. Waterman. Oh. So I'm not sure what the model was, but apparently a piercer is broken. Do you know what that is?
1: It sounds like to me the feed post. Maybe?
0: The, the feed post?
1: Yeah, the feed post that the converter or the cartridge would be, basically be connected to when it gets I see. pushed into the... That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. So uh, let me just send this guy a message. So he sent me this email that he got from Waterman because he needed help with the list, but he didn't include the list. Hmm. You know what I mean?
1: It's surprising because so, I've heard good things about Waterman's service, in the past, before I was going to buy it, I was completely buying it when you were saying Schaefer, because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, they're having, they're going through some pretty big transitions. They were part of the Cross brand, and now they're back on their own again. And there's some new products that are coming in that are basically, you know, reintroductions of old models and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I doubt that they would have anything left of some of the older models, but Waterman's been pretty consistent that's kind of shocking Mm -hmm. that they would have they would not have the ability but i mean i get it because especially if you get really really old with the vintage stuff they're not going to have anything to Mm -hmm. replace certain things but if it's maybe like 90s early 2000s maybe they might have some extra parts of right pens but yeah you're talking like 30 plus years ago they may not have the stuff that
0: they need to put together a pen right so apparently the is old enough that the Waterman brand can't fix it. So mm-hmm. it's vintage enough that that's the case. If they had the parts, I'm sure they would have. But I'm curious. He didn't send the list. I wish he had because I'm curious to know what everybody listening or watching has to say about these. this list of vendors. Oh, different but since repair vendors? Yeah, yeah, but since I didn't get it, I'm just going to go ahead and ask a blanket question to everybody listening. Where, what are your go-to people for vintage pen repair? Please write in at pentertainmentpodcastgmail.com because I'm I really had... curious because it doesn't. I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. No, I was gonna say I've had a few good. Um, I've had a few good instances of of doing business with um, Aaron Zvobik from Pentiques.com. He's Can you spell that? A, uh, Pentiques P-E-N t i q u e s dot com. Pentiques
0: dot com. Okay, and they do good vintage repair.
1: Yeah, Aaron Scott. He was. I sent him actually a couple of vintage Watermans before uh, that had some filling issues or some nib issues too, and and was able to fix things and sent them back. And it was a fairly decent turnaround, maybe like two three weeks or something like that. Mm. But this was this was years ago. Uh, but he's always been pretty consistent i think from i've I've always recommended other people to go to him too,
0: yeah, so what happens with a waterman pen that's like old enough that it's i mean what what is waterman's warranty? Do you know off the top of your head is it lifetime
1: the well i th- I know the newer pens today definitely are not um I would mm-hmm. doubt that you would see i mean possibly like the higher ended careens maybe like our two three year they usually don't mm-hmm. go anything higher than that at two or three years mm-hmm. at the most the uh but you're talking if you're talking like the older ones they may have had a different uh warranty and i but i wouldn't be 100 percent sure of what that was
0: um, but they may have changed at some point or another okay so i just googled it waterman paris Waterman is a companion for life. Waterman puts its renowned expertise into every pen through rigorous testing and attention to detail. As part of its dedication to quality, Waterman provides a two-year warranty service on all pens. So he's definitely out of warranty. Now, I want to look up was... You can type faster. Can you look up whether or not Waterman was ever a lifetime warranty? Uh, Let's see. Because... I'm wondering because there are brands that did offer a lifetime warranty and then switched over to, like, two-year warranty. So what happens to customers who purchased a pen 40 years ago with a lifetime warranty? 40 years later, it's something goes wrong. Do they still warranty the pen even though the company switched over to a two-year warranty?
1: That's my uh, well, question. I, I'm reading, an actually, a post on... Uh, fountain pen network uh, mm-hmm. that was saying that uh, back in 2009 was sending a, a waterman ec at la fountain pen which that was a cartridge converter fountain pen uh had it since november 2007 but it started to leak badly it came with a lifetime warranty so this is even as recent as early 2000 so mm-hmm. he sent the fountain pen with a copy of the warranty to waterman service representative in germany but two, two months later sent uh, was rece- received a letter from Newell, which is the parent company of uh, Waterman and Parker, uh, saying that there's a, a quote for the repair and does not acknowledge the, the warranty. It uh, just says that you should re- uh, pay for the repair. Uh, yeah, so it was disappointed by the fact that it wasn't covered under warranty, even though it said it was a lifetime warranty. But at least was able to, I guess, at least repair it. But uh, for yeah, whoa, whoa, euros, I small. have a
0: problem. I have a, a problem with that. My problem yeah. is this. If I right now in 2023 purchase a pen that has a lifetime warranty, I'm buying the pen under the condition that the warranty is lifetime. If five years after I buy the pen, they change their policy, shouldn't I be still grandfathered into the lifetime warranty? Uh, one would
1: think, yeah, if the company is reputable and would stand behind the promises that they made, but uh, I'm even reading somebody else's comment said a couple of years ago, and this was mind you, back in 2009, Waterman changed its lifetime warranty to something like three years, they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then they started charging for repairs. So, uh, I mean this is kind of the, I feel it's like the common discourse, especially for the bigger brands to slowly erode the uh, the amount of service that they provide for their products, you know, that, that, that they just keep continuing to say, oh, well, we'll just give less, give less, you know, and that they don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but my, my issue is then how if companies like Newell Rubbermaid, Parker, Waterman, huge companies, and you said before, yeah, well, it should be grandfathered if they are reputable. These are mm-hmm. reputable brands. Parker is yeah. reputable
1: they i mean they're reputable in in terms of the fact that the brand's been around for such a long time and they're owned by a huge conglomerate company but they're not they like they're not the same group of people that you would see like with with any of the other brands that are uh, part of the fountain pen community like maybe like you say like scribeo or leonardo or uh or you know, any of the yafa brands too like they're, like they understand the pen community and they try to best accommodate with their products and services what is going on currently in the market. Like Parker Waterman are so out of touch with everything that's going on; they just live in their own world and they so, don't really care as much. I that's at least my feeling is that so I, don't, wait, I don't get the impression that they care.
0: We need to establish what you call reputable then, because yeah. something that's not reputable is a company that is untrustworthy, is not disingen- that is disingenuous, that bamboozles their customers. That to me is what not reputable is. What is reputable is a company that is established and has been in the business and is trustworthy, right? So wouldn't you consider a brand like Waterman and Parker reputable? I mean, they are well known, they have a reputation, hence they're reputable. They could be out of touch, yes. Right? Like, for example, Mont Blanc is out of touch with the fountain pen community, but they're very reputable. So, are you saying that how in touch a company is with the niche group of people and the hobbyists plays into how reputable they are?
1: I guess not, then. Yeah. I guess that's a good distinction to make from a set. Aside from being reputable in terms of but then again, like seeing your friend's story, I'm kind of a little put off of the fact that they couldn't let's say I mean, yeah, they did offer some other suggestions of what to right. do with it, but right was would, could there have been any more service that they could have provided and i and I've known from other people's experiences when they said, "Oh, you know, I, I screwed up a nib and it wasn't even something and I sent it to Waterman, they replaced mm-hmm. it they didn't even charge me for it. I'm like, right. that's amazing." But, like, hearing this, I'm I'm like, uh, you know, I I think that's kind of a miss right there. It could have been something else that could have been
0: there. So so we agree that Waterman Parker, Montblanc, Scribo, Leonardo, they're all reputable companies, correct? Yes. Okay. So if reputable companies will do something like change their lifetime warranty to a two-year warranty and the two-year warranty disqualifies previous buyers of a lifetime warranty pen, if they're doing stuff like that, then how can anybody ever trust that their warranty will be good, mm-hmm. right? So like if I'm buying, like I personally know the owners of Yaffa brands. I know, I know them, they're friends of mine. And I completely and entirely trust that lifetime warranty will stand no matter what however for people who aren't personal friends with these people how can they trust any warranty that's out there when it comes to fountain pens lifetime or 10 year or five year if Mm -hmm. reputable brands and big brands even though they're owned by private equity companies how can they ever trust a warranty statement a warranty card Like this person that you're reading on Reddit, they purchased a pen with a lifetime warranty. And they bought the pen with the expectation that the lifetime warranty is going to provide for them. And then, lo and behold, when time comes for the brand to make good, they pulled the rug out from underneath them. What would you say to them? I mean, I don't even think that it's it's
1: something that i wouldn't even rely on for anything today because you could see something like like something like a delta could happen right so delta right. goes under in what the mid 20s is like 2016 or something 2017 then comes right. back now 2022 2023 what happens then for anything that was let's say supposedly warranted back in the early 2000s <laughs> Are you mm-hmm. are are you going to be able to get anything out of that? Or is it like the new company just washes its hands of everything? Right. That so that's
0: for? another question that I... That's another question. So a company like Delta is a company that offered a whatever... How What was their warranty? Was their warranty lifetime? Uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to take a look and see if I
1: could find old information about that. But I have to imagine, especially with that higher price point, that some of these pens must have had at least... Uh, I, you know, I, I would probably say at least like two, three years. Right. Know, but but well, then again, it so, would have expired by now. but
0: Yeah, so for something like that, I think it's a different story, right? So like if you buy something and it has like a five-year warranty, but two years later it goes under, I think they're absolved of having to honor that warranty. They're not around. Now if they come back, I wonder what the story is there. I need to speak to somebody yeah. over at Yaffa to figure that one out. Because what happens if someone bought a, a Delta Pen 10 years ago and now they wanted to get it fixed under warranty? It's no longer under warranty because they went out of business, but they came back.
1: Right, right. right?
0: And, then, is, and then,
1: too, at the same time is that these are relatively new brands. So let's say a new brand pops up tomorrow and they're saying, oh, it's going to be a, a lifetime warranty how good is that based on the longevity mm-hmm. of a company that's only been in business for three to five years? So you have to kind of, and then, right. and then I like, what kind of track record have they built in such a, sh- a short amount of time too? you know?
0: Sure. See, the thing is, I, I totally understand that perspective and I, I think you're completely valid. I agree with you, but at the same time, they kind of have an excuse. They went under, mm-hmm. they went out of business and then they are trying again. So, it's a different story, but I feel like it's completely different than a company that's been around, that is established, that is reputable, that changes their warranty without grandfathering people in. I, I think that's, that really bothers me. Yeah, I mean, it, it bothers me for other people. I don't have that situation happening to me. I guess the closest thing I can say is I have a, a 1910 Conklin that needs repair, <laughs> If I'm don't not send it to Yaffa. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sending that to Yafa brands. They'll be like, and "How the about this Crescent?" Be like, hey, "Listen, this, like, is, no. this is, a, yeah, yeah." They're, they're gonna say, "They're gonna, yeah." You know, I mean, I get that, but that's an extreme case. This is from 2009. It's it's not really that vintage for it to be not grandfathered in with the the lifetime warranty. Right. I think that what the company should do and tell me if I'm being too i guess if I'm expecting too much, mm-hmm. I think what a company does is let's say we have the odd oink pen company, and you and I decide all right, we were giving lifetime warranties, but now we can't do that because of whatever logistical reason we can only do two years
1: but is this is this on the awful sausage pen that we came up with, yeah, what was that
0: like? <laughs> like 166 episodes ago. <laughs> yes. But I would say that they should catalog everybody, every model that's been promised a lifetime warranty and grandfather that in. I think mm-hmm. it's really not right to just be like, oh, we, we got you to buy the pen. P- part of the reason you bought the pen is because you were getting a lifetime warranty, but now we changed our minds. Right. But that person already spent the money. That person already bought it. Maybe they didn't care, but there's going to be people who do care. Right? So that's
1: like part of the thing that would convince you to buy it is, is knowing that there's some sort of you know, safety net involved just in case things
0: go awry. That's like right, like, So that, the that thing that's, that convinces you. That, that's a question now I have for you because I can answer it for myself. How often does buying a pen where – you're on the fence about buying a pen and the fact that it's a lifetime warranty makes you go, oh, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll pull the trigger. How often does that happen for you?
1: It's it hardly does. I, I just what matters most to me is whether or not it's actually well made to begin with. If I mm-hmm. know it's well made and that there was care and attention put into it, which which is something that you have to kind of know based on the reputation of the manufacturer itself, and seeing the quality mm-hmm. of product coming out and and understanding how much uh like what the rate is in terms of seeing defects or 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 people needing to uh return for repair and things like that and that would that would kind of give me that comfort zone and saying like hey i don't even but that's that's usually not a concern for me personally Mm -hmm. as a consumer
0: right well you're not the typical consumer so i'm more of a typical consumer than you are and i can tell you right now that there are times where i'm buying something and i'll be like oh you know what i'm not sure should i get it i'm on the Mm -hmm. fence and then I'll be like, oh, look, it has a lifetime warranty. So it makes commitment easier yes, for does. someone like me. So I'll buy it because of that. And I'll tell you right now, I'd be really fucking pissed if <laughs> if I find out something's wrong with it and then there's no warranty coverage because the people who told me that the warranty was there changed their mind. How fucked up is that? Now, yeah. I want to go and talk about this pen because this is relevant. This Ooh, is a... Yeah, this is a Mont Blanc Starwalker. Mm-hmm. Now, initially I bought this a few years ago, rather my lovely adorable wife who was passing back and forth and peeking in. I see She bought this <laughs> for me, but we went to the Woodbury Commons and we bought it at a Mont Blanc outlet store. Mm-hmm. okay Now, this is normally a 600 plus dollar pen. It has okay. a 14 karat gold nib. kind of looks like a lamy nib. I bought it. I really liked it. I was having fun with it, and then I noticed that there's a f- a crack Ooh. in the cap, Ooh. right here, right oh, at no. the the point where the cap meets the barrel. After okay. you post, after you screw it in, after you cap it. Now the reason why is partly my fault, but that's not important. So the reason why is because when you close the pen, it get it stops and after it stops it got a little bit more to go but you have to really twist to get it to go okay so what that's doing is that's putting a lot of pressure on the rim of the cap and it caused it to fracture Mm.
1: so especially for somebody who twists their caps on very tightly yeah so i I twist it until it can't go anymore it's going to be exploited
0: (laughs) yeah so i twist it until it stops Mm -hmm. and i think ever since you and i had that talk I stopped doing that. Now here's the thing, though. I called Mont Blanc and I'm like, "Hey, listen, the cap is, the rim of the cap is too small for the last, like quarter of a ro- like not even a quarter, one tenth of a rotation, and it caused it to crack. So I'd like to get it fixed." They looked up the serial number, did everything. They asked me where I bought it. I told them it was at a, a Mont Blanc outlet store, and they're like, "Oh, so Mont Blanc outlet stores don't cover warranties?" Ah. Oh. And I'm like, "Well." I was like, well, why the fuck not? And they were like, well, because those are products. It's final sale. That's why it's Uh. at the outlet. Now, I didn't know that. Nowhere in that, I said to them, listen, nowhere in that store did it say that all products are final sale and they're not covered by warranty. Because even if it said final sale, it doesn't mean it's not covered by warranty. It just means you can't return it or exchange it. I get it. But if there's a defect or if there's something inherently wrong with the way it's made, then guess what? It should be covered. Right. Even if it's a final sale. Yep. So the Mont Blanc lady I was talking to on the phone was like, all right, so let me speak to my manager. I was like, you better go speak to your manager. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, okay, thank you very much. Okay, so, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. what, ended, what ended up happening was she came back to me and she's like, all right, typically she's like, The outlet store products are not covered by warranty, but you make a very good argument. Mm -hmm. We're going to send you a label. You can ship it to us. We will repair it for you free of charge. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got it back, and since then I haven't had the issue because I don't tighten it all the way. I just go right until it just stops and I stop. Sweet. You know? because if you turn it even more, it'll oh, cause yeah, a fracture in the, oh, there I'm not is. gonna do I saw I it. I just saw it. I just saw it split. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. So it'll split. So I you haven't done is, that. what too, is that just a PSA for everybody out there in. Wait, but wait, wait, before you, hold that thought. The reason why I'm talking about this is because I don't like that Mont Blanc didn't notify customers that outlet store products are not covered under warranty. Maybe I'm supposed to know that, know that. maybe it's common knowledge. But I didn't know it. But they did the right thing. They did. All it costed me was five extra minutes on hold. Right. They did the right thing because they are a reputable brand. Are they out of touch with fountain pen enthusiasts? Sure. But they're a reputable brand. They did the right thing. They got me the pen back. And it was fine. It was new and everything. Now, somewhere in fine writing, I'm sure, it says that it's not covered. But they covered it anyway. Mm-hmm. Waterman I doesn't have an the, excuse.
1: The other thing to point out, too, is that a warranty is one thing. You could point to the verbiage that's put on the warranty card or in the instruction booklet and whatnot. But it's also another thing to go to the level that you did and just challenge them and give them a little bit of pushback on it, which then may result in, even though it's like written out somewhere in the fine mm-hmm. print, that they're not supposed to take it back or whatever, but they make an exception because you made a very compelling argument you didn't probably scream and yell at them on the phone i'm just saying i I think that's probably the way that you approached it which is very calm level-headed you know not making accusations and and deciding to slander or threaten but you just said hey you know i feel that this is unfair as from a consumer's point of view could you do something for me here and that you know, especially if you get on the phone with somebody who's fairly reasonable and has some agency in within the company, you could get some. You know, you could make that warranty work for you a little bit. Before. Yeah.
0: So what were you going to say before I told that you that was my th- that was
1: my PSA? That was my oh the PSA yeah yeah, yeah that was Just my that was nice. my message to everybody to say hey you know even though it may be written in the fine print or the black and white and and somebody right. tells you hey, this is the rules, and this is I... If you could calmly state your case and make your claim for it, maybe you might be able to get somewhere to make it work for you.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. my two cents. I, I really wish that 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 internet per- person you looked up about the Waterman, I really wish there was some sort of resolution for that person. Yeah. I really wish that someone would reach out to Waterman and make us think about it because it, it's, I don't know. I, maybe or there's laws that... 2009,
1: protects. that's old stuff it, right now. <laughs> it
0: doesn't fucking matter, dude. In 2009, he purchased a pen that said lifetime warranty. It's the, two, it's the year 2023. That mm-hmm. guy's still alive and, and Waterman's still around. Right? Yeah. Both things meet the definition of lifetime or within lifetime. They should They should have done the right thing there. I think that that's just not... That's not right. I, I wish we can get a Waterman rep on the show, and we will just drill into that motherfucker. Yeah. You know? But anyway, we can't. Because I'm sure they don't care enough about the Fountain Pen community to be on a show like this one.
1: Uh, they have not to say that
0: anybody who's not on the show doesn't care about the Fountain I will
1: Pen community. be I will be shocked if I get any email or phone call from anybody in that organization about anything really no, regarded to it no. it would be shocked It'd be
0: shocking they simp- they simply they simply don't care and you know what pisses me off is the fact that they don't care about the consumer in this situation and what really frustrates me and makes me feel so suffocated is the fact that I do care about the consumer in this situation but there's absolutely nothing that I can do about it for them and that really upsets me yeah it it makes me mad but what the fuck ever i want to talk about this this puppy right here
1: Yay!
0: What do you think of this? So this is the Scribo feel. This is an ebonite in turquoise green. It's gorgeous. Now, the reason why I have this in my possession is because I really wanted to do... So I wanted to do a comparison between this pen and my Montblanc flex nib. Okay? Mm -hmm. My Montblanc... One forty-six. The one that
1: it was your uh, your souvenir
0: from Paris. Yes, from. Excuse me. It's Paris. Okay. Paris. 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 <laughs> you, go, you yeah. see some new so, Van
1: Gogh paintings yeah.
0: Did you Did you <laughs> see the comment on the YouTube on the YouTube channel where no. some person is all like all I took away from that episode was Van Gogh. <laughs> <Van Hul. laughs> yeah, but hold on one second. I gotta grab my notebook. Hold on. Okay. Roy's grabbing his notebook. I'm just
1: going to narrate this. He's looking for his notebook. Doesn't seem to find it. Yeah, I... I can't can't yeah, see it's where it's an it organized mess over here. Maybe there's, like, okay, just a I scrap of it. paper or yeah. something. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I found a notebook. What kind of notebook? Okay, it? so...
0: Is that the, this uh... This is...
1: Uh, casual... Uh, colorverse? Yeah. The Nebula?
0: Yeah. Colorverse Nebula note? With stickers all over it.
1: Stickers!
0: Yeah. Fine. So, I want... I'm going to... I've been so busy with with work and stuff, so I haven't been able to do what I wanted to in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. And over the the weekends when I'm off, it's tough to get these things done too because my wife has actually made more time for us to spend time together. So, yeah, on the weekends. And it really helps fill the hole that I have from coming back from Paris. Because we went to Paris for you know, for almost two weeks, and every day was just us spending time together, us doing stuff together, eating together, drinking together, just any, everything was just together, and we didn't speak French, really, and everybody else, sure, they spoke English, but we can't assume that, so it was just really, in a very positive way, isolating and very healing, but then when we came back, and we're back to the real world, there's, like, post-vacation depression, Mm -hmm. so... You know, us spending there's time like together on the weekends.
1: anxiety too, because you were together yeah, for so long. And yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're away from me now.
0: Yeah. So there's that. So she's making more time to spend time together on the weekends, which is really awesome. So during that time, I kind of want to just do stuff with my wife, and and that is all, right? So I haven't had time to do the videos that I want to. I have pens that I want to review. But I did do this. Writing, I don't know if you can see it. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, so
1: seriously savage sausage.
0: Yeah, so I wrote out seriously savage sa- savage sausage on this nebula note, and uh, anybody watching can see they are very close in terms of line variation. They are very close in terms of non flex and flex writing. I would say that the major differences and I'm gonna do a separate video on this, but I wanna talk about it now. Major yeah. differences is this. The Scribo feels more like you're writing with a gold leaf. It's so soft, it's so flexible. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it, it is way wetter than the Mont Blanc. It's like mm-hmm. seriously super wet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it feels like it doesn't spring back as quickly, but it does, it does come back. But it doesn't come back with a bounce. It comes back, like, like it, it would with a feather, a wet feather, right, or a wet paintbrush would spread apart. But when you lift it up, it comes up. It comes back together slowly. Right. Okay. The Mont Blanc, surprisingly, is slightly stiffer and has more of a bounce back. Even though it's 18 karat gold, which, which goes to what one of the viewers wrote on the YouTube channel. It's about the filler content. So you can have a 21-karat gold sailor nib, but it could be really hard because of what they make the gold with. And he's absolutely, or she's absolutely, yeah. So that person is absolutely right. So with the Montblanc 18-karat gold calligraphy nib, we have a drier nib. It's not bleeding or anything like that, it's not that the Scribo was, but the Scribo, when you lay down ink, mm-hmm. it is very wet. Not yes. a little wet, it is very wet. Yes. The Montblanc is dry when you're writing non-flexed, and it's dry when you're flexed. And I know that sounds almost like an oxymoron, because how do you have a flex nib that writes dry? It does, I don't know how to explain it, it does. So it lays out an even flat line, whether or not you're flexing or not, mm-hmm. I I said that really weird, didn't I? A lot of so is it the knots. same ink
1: used for both of them? There was a same ink. Yeah,
0: for both for both I use Montblanc Mystery Black. Okay. Okay. So I I I sincerely enjoy writing with both of them, and if you're not watching, I'm gonna I just know that I'm showing this writing sample where I wrote with both. I just definitely enjoy writing with both for different reasons. I like the Scribo because of how soft it is and how wet it is, mm-hmm. but I also like the Mont Blanc because of how much more bounce it is. When it comes to pressure, writing with the pressure, they're almost close. They're almost identical. You can just feel that the Mont Blanc is slightly stiffer, but I'm not talking Moodler's pen stiff. I'm talking. Just slightly stiff. I, I just don't know how to explain. And it springs back faster and is drier. So, you know, which one should somebody get? I mean, this is a tough call because you look at both of them. Mm-hmm. They're both, they're they're entirely different in terms of aesthetic. Right. Right? Yeah. One looks like, looks like an animal, like you take an animal balloon and twist it in half. That's what the Screebo looks like. The Montblanc has that classic look. I think if it comes to writing experience and the quality of writing, they are both on point. Mm-hmm. It is now sincerely a matter of two themes: one, the aesthetic, and two, the writing experience. How do you like your your FlexNabe writing experience? Do you want to feel like you're writing with a paintbrush, or do you want to feel like you're writing with something that's firmer, right. but also spreads out? It's it's really both of them are really good. And if I had to pick one, i if I had to say I could keep only one, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's a real tough call. But I'm going to keep experimenting with this pendant, the uh, scribo, mm-hmm. and keep using it. And I'll make sure I send it back to you when I'm done.
1: What do you think of the, the faceted grip on the feel? Huh? What do you think of the faceted grip on the feel? Because the feel's got so, the faceted grip section. Right.
0: I, you know, I don't really notice it, to be honest Benio's with you. notice it that much now? Yeah, I don't really notice it. I feel like the faceted grip is really just there to keep the faceted design consistent. Right. If you, you can't even really see it. You can only really see it if you're really looking for it mm-hmm. or if you just twist it between your fingers, you can feel yeah. the facets. But it's not enough of a facet to make me be like, oh, that's faceted. It's not a hard-edged you know I mean? facet. You'll know it's, it's very, there. It's
1: a, very, it's a very smooth. No, it's a smoother feeling facet where it's like you're like, oh, well, it is yeah. faceted, but you're not. You're not like, oh, yeah. this is very very rigid. You know.
0: Yeah, this this Screebo ebonite is really nice. What kind of ebonite is it?
1: It's a German ebonite. I can't remember the exact style that was there, but it's a uh, it's a German ebonite. It's got four different colors that run through it. So you've mm-hmm. got like the green, blue, purple, and black all going mm-hmm. through it. It's, um, yeah, it, it was it was really, really crazy as far as how wide the variations can be on each one of those pens. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very unique looking type of uh, ebonite that you don't normally see. Even when you see pens that are made out of ebonite, they're usually not made with one that's a crazy colorful ebonite
0: like that. Right. So I want to discuss the pricing of the scribo feel I'm looking at Mont Blanc right now. Mm-hmm. Mont Blanc so, so with the Mont Blanc, hold on so you uh, could I get got...
1: you could get uh, actually, if you want to go the least expensive route for scribo fourteen karat feel the Flex nib. let's say if you just mm-hmm. wanted just the nib and you wanted that mm-hmm. writing experience the they have the feel, which is the pen that you have there, however. There is a pen model that is lower in price that still has that same nib, but it has a cartridge converter in there. And also it mm. still has the has, still has the ebonite feed. So that is the Puma. That's the Puma model. OK, um, so those start at five hundred for okay. the 14 karat feel the flex nib. Are we um, sharing like, the
0: screen or are we just talking about it?
1: Well, we could just talk about it cuz okay. i mean yeah it's it's a it's a quick discussion but, but okay. then the feels they they then start from if you want the piston filling feel they start at 600 uh, 625 i think around there mm-hmm. and then they go up mm-hmm. to that that Cenote, the the ebonite one that you have there since it's a it's an ebonite model and it's also a, a limited edition um, that is 749 for that so 750 okay. for, for that see.
0: particular model. So 750, uh, also it's it's important to let people know what comes with it. So oh, I'm going to drop everything. <laughs> so it also comes with this two-pen sleeve. So it's like a, I don't know what to call this cotton. material.
1: It's like a Potten. cotton material. And then uh, they have the, like the leather pouch on the inside that actually holds the pens. Right, so two, it's like a pen pouch.
0: it's a two pen pouch that folds it's like a wrap, like, right? Kind of like a wrap. So that comes with it, and you can tie it up like this. You can tie it up like a freak if you want. Yeah, so there's like a leather like. strap that you could
1: wrap around it and right. tie it up, and right, do that sort of thing. So and the, the, the like... clever thing that they did was that they each scribo pen is included in that particular type of case which is a two pen case but one scribo pen goes in there so it immediately invites you to say hey this one needs a friend <laughs> so they're, they're pretty they're pretty slick when it comes to that it's like yes let's sell them yeah. one pen but let's put it in a two pen pouch and see what they right. what they say about that
0: they're, it's a never-ending chase then, because every time they buy a Scribo pen, they're going to get the <laughs> two get pen another, pouch. Yep. So it's like it's it's you're never going to win. You just got to keep buying Scribo pens, mm-hmm. and you're always going to need a second pen to go with. So here's what I did. I went to opposite extremes. I put my Scribo in the Scribo pouch, and then I put this pen here, my Monteverde Mountains of the <laughs> World with the gold-plated flex nib. Uh-huh. And obviously, I'm not going to include this Mountains of the World in the writing sample comparison. Maybe I will. You should. Will. You should. Yeah. <laughs> now, then, then
1: it starts to get into this whole like, here's all the flexible nibs that I could possibly show you to be, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, but we're talking about the Mont Blanc and the Scribo, two upper yeah. echelon, high end, high price pens. Well, the thing is, what, though,
1: what people may not have a lot of experience with, because so I, I know that they're very few and far between these these uh, calligraphy nibs, the the Montblanc ones. So, mm-hmm. so maybe having a point of comparison that uh, a decent number of people would understand, like either a Noodler's Flex or a uh, OmniFlex type of nib, just as a point of comparison that most people would understand.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So you have an Omos pen still, correct?
1: Uh, actually I had sold that. I had sold my oh, both of my Omos mm. pens when they had basically shot up to absolutely ridiculous levels of price. So I was like I was like, you know what? I'm getting out of this one cuz I had my eye on other things and wanted to purchase something else in return. But they are, I remember
0: your blue omas.
1: Yeah, that was the one that I would use a lot, and that had a the, what they called at the time the extra flexibile nib instead of the field mm-hmm. of flex nib. But um, basically the same, I, I would say almost exactly the same, uh, if not even better than what omas was producing at the end of when omas was doing their thing with those nibs.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, I was I'm, I was very impressed. And I was like, that's probably one of the reasons why I was okay with letting go of that pen was that knowing that that nib was being produced in another pen model currently today i was right. like okay well at least that writing experience is still safe i could come back to it if i want to with a scribo feel i'm still waiting for right. Luca um scribo ceo to make a pen that i mean i like the feel but the thing is is i just i can't get past that the balloonish the shape of it for me personally, yeah. and then the like I said, and then the fact that the cap won't post on the back. Like that's just my, I, I, I'm I'm waiting for a scribo model that will kind of scratch my itches well, that I have.
0: What about the Puma?
1: The Puma, mm, no, because then it's a cartridge converter. I would need to have like a piston. I would ha- need to have a larger filling mechanism. You know, like yeah,
0: especially the way or, the yeah, way you are with, with the the flexing, inks and the way you write. So. Yeah. yeah, so. So you're not a big fan of the Feel for Yourself.
1: For me no. I mean I like a lot of things about it. I like the faceting, the the I, I, I kind of like the planing and the shape of it a little bit but not enough to say oh this has got to be part of my top echelon of, of pens. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I was have have a a very very it. very high bar that when is I... impossibly hard to satisfy.
0: So Well, I, I was a quick Two questions. The First one is, why didn't you just send me the Puma, knowing it's going to take forever to get this this Screbo back, if at all? Well, one right? of the
1: one of the reasons being is like, oh, I mean, I gotta I gotta send you the goods with the you know the piston fill mechanism so that it's it's comparable to the Mont Blanc. You know, I gotta send you something yes. that's a, that's of that same caliber. And then also yeah. too is that we could talk about the fact that it's an exclusive to Goldspot pens and you know Oh that a, one's,
0: this this one's an exclusive to Goldspot yeah, pens
1: that was that oh, was the project great. that we worked on for it was a little bit more or less than a year it took to to come up with that because this is their
0: first ebonite pen ever so wow that's awesome to know now that I know that I'm going to be a little bit opportunistic and say that this is part of the sponsorship you can get this pen at Goldspot using the affiliate link using coupon code lucy and instead of, can we talk about the pricing again? So, seven, for yeah, non-podcast listeners not using the affiliate link, it's seven forty nine. But through the affiliate link, instead of paying seven forty nine, use coupon code Lucy to get seventy four times two would be. One forty-eight, one hundred and forty-eight dollars <laughs> off, right? Is that right? Oh,
1: there. I don't know. Hold on one second. I don't know if that math works out, but no, I'm the guessing.
0: math is not right. It's seventy-four dollars off. So,
1: so it ends up y- coming out to being six seventy-four ten, I think.
0: Six seventy-four ten is way less than seven forty-nine. Just, just saying.
1: Also, also, did you know that you see how crazy those? swirls and colors can be and how yeah. random it could be, right? So, mm-hmm. Josh had photographed the front and back of every single piece that we have of that edition. How many do you have? So there's 70 of those pens. So Oh, wow. So he photographed and and put them in images where you could see like, lots of I think it's 10 or 20 of them all together on one screen so that then you could, let's say, once you narrow down which nib that you want, you could then look at the available styles, whatever's not sold out, and then pick the exact pen that you want. So if you, if you wanted one that had more green, more of an even distribution of colors, you like the swirls of that one, you could be like, I want number 35 with the. Oh, wow. So you,
0: yeah. you're actually giving people the opportunity to handpick the actual pen that they're getting because the variations are so different they're
1: so 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 very different yeah
0: that seems like a lot of logistical work no it
1: it was to set up but so far it's it's going pretty well because people are getting exactly what they want because we've had it so many times in the past where especially with some of the the more swirly acrylic pens that Uh, a pen is received and then they look at it like well this doesn't really look much like what the picture looked like because mine has more Mm -hmm. swirls on this side mine has more like reds in it when I was thinking it was going to have like more greens and then they send it back or or they're just not satisfied with it so it was like like, well if we're going to do this at such a level where somebody's going to be buying this as probably a grail pen that this is going to be something that they're going to love and cherish and said you know what let's go the extra mile and just see if this if this works and so far it's pretty good i
0: think it's a good experiment so far i think it's great i think it's great hey why don't you do that with all the pens Uh, (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) or or the next time you do intend to do something like that where you list every individual pen why not add a little video just like a 10 second video of the pen twisting Mm. on each one i'm only saying that because you know for And I'm merging hobbies here. There's a lot of betta fish sellers online. They list their fish. The fish you pick is the fish you buy. Oh, that's cool. And they'll include a little video of that fish. Nice. Yeah. And they do that for all the fish that they have, hundreds of betta fish. And it goes up. Someone buys it. it, Then they take it down. Mm-hmm. Right, it seems like a lot of work, but they're willing to do that for a fifty to seventy dollar betta fish.
1: Mm. I was thinking Should... of doing it differently, where we were going to get the whole batch of them in, right, and then we'd do like this YouTube, this grand YouTube unboxing thing, where we would just show all the pens, and you'd have to, like, if you wanted one of them, you'd have to buy into it, and then you would get like it would be kind of like a draft; it would be like ordered. And you'd have like this person's up to pick next and then could pick out their pen. But then I was just like, you know what? Then that relies on everybody being there all at the same time and then everybody having to order into it yeah. all at the same time. And like, it this seems complicated. Yeah, yeah. So we were trying to figure out a few different ways of like how to do it. And like, this seems to be like a good method, but. Yeah, I, I kind of agree because then you, if you were to able to turn it and then, like, let's say take the cap off and do – you'd be able to see more of the pen's personality before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Each pen, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, obviously you can't do that for every Leonardo, every acrylic pen you have, every Monteverde, every Conklin, every, right. every Edison. You'd go – you wouldn't have time to do anything else. But I'm saying for something like this where you only have 70 pieces mm-hmm. and they're high-end – and expensive, I think that you should definitely consider that because, I think what Josh did was a good step in the right direction. I don't think it's fully there. I think that if he just, if you just got a turntable for twenty five dollars on Amazon and then you you put it on that and then mm-hmm. you know filmed it spinning, or you just to do like in your TikTok videos, you just hold it, just hold it, you and know. turn it, take the cap that, off. Yeah, yeah, just go. To, yeah, do that. That takes 10 seconds. You mm-hmm. upload that onto the website. I think people would definitely appreciate it. Don't you think they deserve at least that if they're spending that much money? They should know what they're getting. They should see it more than just a photograph. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, Kind of like a bet fish that, seller.
1: You can make it one long video. So you could, let's say, do one long YouTube video and then you could just make the chapters... The different number or like the different styles of the pen so like if you were if you want to skip over if you saw the picture of let's say number 24 on the website and you were like you know what? i want to see more of that so you can go to the video look up number 24 on the chapter seek bar and then see oh you know it's at four minutes so you go look at that and you actually could see it then on that video with all of the rest of them
0: too much work dude the no we saying like, be, you would still have you're to supposed do... to you're supposed to do the work it's like <laughs> Under number 24, there should be a small little square video with that there or, you Mm -hmm. know, for each one so they don't have to leave the website just to decide. You want them to come to the website, pick what they want from the website. You don't want them to come to the website, have to do more research and go to the YouTube channel, then come back. You know what I mean? Mm Embed it or embed embed each pen's twirliness in the website so that they can just click on what i'm talking about is this you know how when you have a pen for example let's say you're selling the monteverde on the pen page you have the pen looking complete then you have it uncapped then you have it unbarreled and then you have it posted right Right. start that off with a small video of you twirl you twisting the pen and showing that pen instead of you know what I mean? Right. Just a slideshow of pictures. Add that little video in the slideshow. It's more work for you. More importantly, it's not for me. You know <laughs> what I mean?
1: That is true. That but you the, see the, where the, I'm going with that? Yeah. But that's the, what
0: they do. If you... Well. Yeah, so I was saying, if you go to like a site like uh-huh. right? I think something happened to the connection there. Okay. For every fish that they have, that's what they do. The first of the slideshow is a little 10 second video of the betta fish. The second is a picture from one angle. A third is another picture Fourth, is another picture. That's what I'm saying. Like do that for mm-hmm. the pen, especially for something like this, yeah. you know,
1: I, I, I agree with you there because that, that would, I think add a whole other dimension. I've seen fashion brands do it too, where you mm-hmm. land, you come on the product page and then somebody just comes walking out from the side of the screen in the thing that they're wearing that you're trying to buy and it just I think it creates that immediate connection with it where you're like, "Ooh, well, it's not only am I seeing it kind of almost animated mm-hmm. and in the flesh, but I also I'm seeing it in the context of somebody's holding it or somebody's wearing it. So right. it adds that personability, right. that connection there, too.
0: Yeah, I think that I mean, is that is that difficult to do? with the website
1: Uh, stuff it may may have some technical limitations also another concern is that when it comes to page speed which is very important that's probably the reason why a big company like amazon may not do that sort of thing too is that they're about more of the convenience of try to get the page loading quickly because like google likes it when the pages load very quick and that way when people come onto your website they're not just sitting there waiting for a a massive video file to upload or, or like other assets on the page, like pictures or other JavaScript, things like that, other features or plugins that you may have on the page. So that may be another limitation that you have to kind of work around. But uh, you know, they say like pictures are worth a thousand words. I think videos are even more uh, valuable than pictures than static pictures are these days. So it might be worth it even if you have to take away a few photos, mm-hmm. like maybe instead of doing a full 360 photo, like you take that away and you just put the video instead.
0: That's right. True. So even with Amazon, there are some products where you go to the product page mm-hmm. and on the right, you know how there's like a column of like pictures, right? You can just click on the picture. And it changes the picture in the, in the, and then they have like area. a
1: video that you can have a little yeah. video there
0: too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to. You know, it doesn't seem to take away from anything, yeah. but I think that would just be something cool to add to the website. I think it would make the website definitely stand out. Look at this; I just got an email from IDP Mail List, so that's Independence Mail List. Okay, where they sent "Hey, you know what? Maybe I should send my buddy to Independence." That's a that's a good spot for. I think so. For getting Kennedy's, pens fixed, right? you know. So she got some. Yeah, you guys should check out indie-pen-dot. Indie-pen-dance-dot-com. She makes great flex nibs, by the way. I've talked about it before. She's got some vintage stuff: Bexley Phoenix Black, uh, Bexley Phoenix Red. Whew, wow, that is not an attractive pen. I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest about this one right here. Yeah. They have Parker of Green Vacuumatics.
1: Ooh, I love me a Vacuumatic.
0: Yeah, I know. You have that blue one. As much as I love green, I'm not buying a Parker Vacuumatic until I can find the blue one that you have. Because I really like that one. Yeah, it's a nice one. You want to buy it from me? Sure. Yeah. Send it over. I'll try it. <laughs>
1: Send it over to the uh, to the black hole that nothing escapes from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you this pen back along with these glasses. Eventually. Okay. Eventually. I'll, I'll yeah. see it maybe when the warranty wears out.
1: <laughs>
0: right, right. I got it. We got to get together soon. We got to get together at some point. So I am going to have time. I'm going to have a vacation sometime June, July, August. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a live August 15th with, at 8 p.m., I'm doing a, a live with Hemj. Oh, cool! That's, yeah, on that's my channel? short for yeah on his channel. That's my that's my nickname MJ. for Hemingway Jones. Hemj. <laughs> Hemj. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, or or Hemjo? No, Hemj is cool. Mm-hmm. So, I think that week though, I think we'll have to figure something out. I'll come up to Gold Spot and we'll do uh, some kind of content together. Okay.
1: Well, we have video. next uh, next week. Uh, I think that's next week already on Saturday we have uh, uh, Ben Walsh from
0: Gravitas on the show. Ben Walsh? Yeah, yeah I'm really lo- really looking forward to that one. So that episode might be a little bit delayed. Mm-hmm. It won't publish until like later Saturday or maybe even Sunday because we're doing it on Saturday. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had so to yeah, to am really looking some stuff forward
1: around and make it the make up for the time difference in Ireland. So yeah, six
0: hours. We can't do an evening show with him. He'll it'll he'll have to wake up at three in the morning. That's not <laughs> that's not reasonable. We're not gonna so, get him in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, so how's your day going? It's like ah, I was asleep. Fucking sucks. My <laughs> day hasn't even started. So yeah, no. I mean, I'm. I, I definitely think we should get together because I, the reason why is because I do want to do some content with you, video content, and that video has to include you using my Montblanc calligraphy nib. Okay. And I want to I talk about it with you on the, on the video with everybody watching. I want to hear what your first impression is, what you think, how do you think it compares, yada, 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 all that cool mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? I am,
1: I am honored that you would allow me to use your flexible nib fountain pen. You must think that I know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I do know that you know that, like, if you broke it, I I'm <laughs> very good at hurting people. <laughs> like, a large majority of my life is just training... On how to injure people
1: <laughs> with so, fountain pens. Right.
0: Especially with fountain pens. Which makes me appreciate the movie White House Down. I've never seen that. Did you ever see that? that? No. With Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum? Mm-hmm. You seen never that seen before. that movie? Nope. If you're a fountain pen enthusiast, that there's a moment in that movie that gives us fountain pen enthusiasts our moment. Like mm-hmm. seeing a fountain pen in a movie, you're always like ah, right. But when you're watching that movie and he's, he just – Jamie Foxx just takes a fountain pen and jams a guy in the neck, you're nice. like, fuck yeah, you know? <laughs> like you could be a tough guy and use fountain pens and stab somebody in the neck because they're trying to kill you with a fountain pen. You know what I mean? However, I don't think that it was like a Screbo flex nib because I don't think it would – it would just like bend against the guy's it's neck like, flesh. It's like, oh,
1: damn it. It didn't puncture. It's too yeah. soft and too flexible.
0: <laughs> Exactly. But listen, it's getting to be about that time. I, I think that I think that we had a very good discussion. I want everybody to chime in, entertainmentpodcast at gmail.com and let me hear your thoughts. Let us hear your thoughts. If you have any comments about the warranty or you want to talk about Sweebo or, or whatnot, you let us know. We're here for you. All right. And thank you once again for joining us for episode number 169 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.